The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. For boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet. Io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today, or just head to BetterFantasy.com/sgpn. That's BetterFantasy.com/sgpn. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards Rob and Justin, and it was a coronation for the Nick Sirianni era. The Eagles head to Mile High and get come out with a, a convincing 30 to the 13 victory over the Denver Broncos, moving them to four and six. We're in the hunt. Sirianni looks to be uh, whatever he's done. He seemingly figured it out. Their offense is clicking. The defense came to play. Clearly, their best game of the season. I'm jacked up. The Hurts bandwagon. I never jumped off. I maybe hid in the trunk for a little while, but I, I am so excited about this team. Justin, what what's your instant reaction to the big win over the Broncos? I mean, it's the, this podcast is so much more enjoyable to do after a win. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest takeaway I got here. Um, yeah, Jalen had a great game. I think that is actually the biggest takeaway is that he showed flashes of, you know, if he can uh, play the way he did, like he did in the first half, which was probably his best half ever, um, he could potentially be a future QB one. Um, I am not on the bandwagon just as of yet. I feel like I need to see uh, more from him in order to to hop on that bandwagon. But I will say that it was impressive. He had a great first half and I'd like to see more of it in order to make a, a final decision of whether we should, you know, possibly draft another quarterback, uh, make a trade or keep him. Yeah. I mean, a- again, it seems like every week he's getting evaluated, not only just on that individual game, but whether he's, he's going to be the guy moving forward. And and this game, I, I think, and you could make even a case for these last couple games, he, he's making his best case so far of the season. And, you know, early on some of the wins or just how he played and, and moments where the offense was looking good, it was clearly, he was maybe a guy you can win with, but now, you know, what he did in Denver, he's almost a guy you can win because of certainly they're running the ball more, which everyone was calling for the offensive line loves it. The fans love it brings a, brings a physicality. Rob, I, I, I think I'm, I'm not off when I'm saying this team finally has an identity. Hey, Nick Sirianni is back. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, the guy after coming out hot, that first game of the season, the Falcons, there were some bumps in the road, but I, you know, I got to give him some credit. Um, you know, I was close to being out on him, but he's really adjusted the last three games offensively. And you know, became a lot more balanced. And I think for a while here, the fear was they realized Hertz was not it. And now they're tailoring an offense to basically take him out of it and, and just running the ball. But I don't really think that's what they're doing. And I think now we're seeing it with the, uh, you know, the Denver game They're they're, they're still finding their identity. And we said last week, we wanted to see them become more balanced. And I think they did. I mean, this week, Hertz was 16 for 23. I think last week he only threw about 11 passes. 
And in all fairness, he probably would have thrown, you know, a little more. We just didn't need to in the second half because we had built a lead and they were trying to run the clock. So, um, you know, Jalen hurts. I agree. I'm back on the bandwagon. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm with Justin. I'm not going to sit here and crown him as future QB one, but let's go get that crown out. I I will (laughs) say this about him. Um, you know, he's good with the ball. I know he had an interception uh, last game and there was a fumble. It was recovered, but look, that, that happens uh, with QBs. He still has a low interception on the season, but um, you know, his running is elusive. Uh, you know, he, he, he might not be a Lamar Jackson level, but he's a tough runner and he gets you those yards and it is really tough to defend watching him. I mean, how many third downs has he converted now with his legs and I think now he's finding that stride in terms of staying in the pocket just a little longer. Uh, you know, I was listening to Nick's press conference today, and I think it was a throw. I'm not sure if it was a throw to Goddard before he went out or someone else where, you know, even he said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Jalen might've tucked that and run just a second sooner. But on, on that particular throw, he stood in the pocket and he made the throw. So we're seeing growth and, and I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, you really are seeing growth. You're seeing improvement. Rob and I, I talked to you, Rob, earlier in the day. I talked to Justin earlier today, had our post game, pre game uh, phone calls. And something that we had mentioned, Rob, and, and I think it's true if you actually are, are on, a, are, are kind of evaluating him in an honest way. Imagine if Jalen Hurts was drafted, let's say, in the first round, even late first round. And we were getting to like his, the end of his rookie year. Like this, I think is what his 14th start. So he wouldn't even, if he started, you know, week one, like Wentz did in his rookie year, he wouldn't even be at the end of his rookie year. And we're already seeing improvement, uh, you know, in the way he's played. And, and that's what I really want to see these last seven games is for Jalen hurts to continue to improve. Nick Sirianni is continuing to improve. I mean, it's a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, essentially going to have some, going to have some bumps in the road, but uh, this win on the road was awesome. We just have to figure out how, what's going on as, as, as far as uh, why we can't win at home. And we're certainly going to have an opportunity this week, hopefully to get that first home dub. But as we dive in uh, a little deeper into the uh, Broncos game, it's, it's always so fun. The Monday after a win, just looking up all the stats, all the highlights, you got Brian Baldinger just having like a football boner going nuts about how how <laughs> dominating the offensive line was and how they're pushing guys around and Hertz is making the right reads. We saw we ha- I mean we've been talking for a few minutes here haven't even gotten to Devonta Smith his breakout game. Only four catches but two of them uh for touchdowns. And a little nugget here I got Devonta Smith is the top rated offensive player in football, the past two weeks, a 92 PFF grade ranks first in yards per catch, average depth of target, and passer rating when targeted. I mean, I think Hertz is damn near perfect the past couple of weeks throwing it to Devonta. That's been awesome. It's it's really just been a great few weeks, even though we lost to the Chargers. Uh, I thought we played strong. Justin, do you have any nuggets, stats, uh, takeaways that you really enjoyed from the Eagles win? Yeah, actually, I do have a few. I do want to just um, touch on one thing, though, because we didn't even get to the defense. And you yeah. brought up that Hertz is getting better, Sirianni is getting better. And I think actually Gannon is even getting a little bit better. We talked about, or I talked about last uh, podcast about him. You know, he switched some things up with the linebacking core. We've started to slow down the run a little bit. Um, and, you know, I give him credit. He changed up the defensive scheme for this game. We're, you know, pressing at the line. Guys were on top of their man. Um, we weren't allowing too much short. It was nice. Uh, we were able to yeah. break things up. And, you know, that that led to, you know, I actually have three stats that I really liked. I don't want to take them all, uh, but I, I do like the fact that, you know, we were able to hold Teddy to 61% completion percentage. Going into this game, we just kept hammering upon yeah. that 80% completion percentage. Um, the other big thing I like, though, too, by the defense was that they were one for 11 on third downs. I mean, that's huge. Anytime you can keep a team to that, you're going to win the game every time, regardless of the completion percentage. If you can keep them to one for 11 and third down conversions, that's a game winner right there. So credit to him. He's starting to change it up a little bit. I don't know necessarily if 
if, uh, you know, he's amazing just as of yet, but he is starting to make those small, um, small defensive adjustments uh, from game to game now. Yeah, no, totally. It's, and it's been nice. And I don't know why they still play off some games and, and play aggressive and play man other games. Hopefully he, he sticks with man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's night and day, whatever they're doing scheme wise, Rob, any, any big nuggets, any fun stats from the win? Yeah. First of all, again, Justin love the defensive nuggets there um, coming our defensive guru. Um, so yeah, I, I have two that I'm going to give you. I mean, first of all, the offense as a whole, I think Sean talked about uh, you know, the offense doing well in EPA the last few weeks, but I, I saw a follow-up tweet to that that during a three-game stretch, our offense is first in points per drive, 3.23, first in TDs per drive, 34.6%, and second in offensive points per game, 28%, 28 uh, points. So clearly something is starting to click these last uh, three games. I think it's stemming from the offensive line, getting the run, but you know, Nick is, is dialing up some good plays. So there's a lot to be uh, positive for, and I'm, I'm going to give one more stat um, that I liked as well. And just a specific nugget. I think I sent this to our group uh, thread right before this, but Hertz was seven for nine for 108 yards and a TD plus a 31 scr- 31 yard scramble versus the Broncos cover one on Sunday. So, um, you know, essentially if, if, as long as I'm understanding this, right, cover one is essentially man to man with a, you know, usually a single high safety, uh, playing zone or something like that as well. So, you know, Hertz is clearly making the right reads against that coverage and and you like to see that. Yeah, no, it's uh it's been awesome. And we didn't even talk about Quez Watkins, who I I keep crowbarring into my DFS lineup thinking he's gonna get a deep <laughs> shot. And man, he could have you know, Hertz should have had three touchdowns. You could argue it was one of his better throws all season. It was third and ten and he just throws drops a perfect dime to Quez Watkins hits him right in the hands in the end zone. And uh Quez let him down, ended up not needing it. But I, I like the aggressiveness taking the shot there on third and 10. And I, I like the ball by Hertz. I mean, Quez, you got to catch that. Come on, man. Uh, Sean, you- can I, uh, can I have one more stat here? Cause Rob talked about the offensive line and doing a great job. And I think we got to give a little bit of credit to Howard and Scott this game. Cause they, between the both of them, they were averaging seven yards a carry, which is just, that's amazing. It's awesome compared to where we started at the beginning of this season. Yeah. And, and we'll get to the, we got a segment planned here in a little bit when we get into some of the season long stuff, but you know, they, what are we going to do when miles comes back? Because Howard and Boston Scott, these guys just hit the hole so hard. And uh, I, I don't know what took them so long to get involved to begin with, but uh, you know, glad they are getting them involved. And, and one last stat before we go, Eagles have 626 rushing yards in the last three games. It's, it's just been so uh, crazy the way we've changed. And uh, you know, it, it's just been awesome. Rob, we're pumping ourselves up. We're getting jacked up. Everyone's excited. No one is calling for uh, Nick Sirianni to get fired. Do we need to pump the brakes? I'm not. I'm not putting my foot anywhere near the brakes. I'm enjoying this win and our possible playoff hunt. But should Rob the realist anything? Uh, what do we got to be worried about? Oh, full steam ahead on offense, at least. Um, you know, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Uh, like I said, I think the team's growing. I think Nick. You know, he, look, he's a first year coach, and I think he's learning. There's some bumps in the road, but I do think. What I am going to say we need to pump the brakes on is the defense. I don't want I don't want ourselves to get too excited. This was one game that they 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 played pretty well. You know, again, they still only had one sack. I'd like to see us get more pressure um on the quarterback there, but Gannon needs to prove this for a few games in a row because we also had that game a, a few games back where the defense came out and played really well. I can't remember off the top of my head what game it was. They, and and I think we all thought maybe he had turned the corner, maybe he figured it out. And then the next week they came out and they laid a total egg, the defense. So um, I think we need to see more. He needs to stick with whatever he's doing consistently, more aggressive man, um, you know, get some blitzes in. Um, but I am pumping the brakes on the defense. I don't want us to get our hopes up just yet. Yeah, no, that that's fair. All right. And let's do a little uh, deeper dive on Jonathan Gannon. Before we do that, I want to shout out one of our sponsors, 
the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and the Diehard Eagles Podcast. That is Win Bet. Of course, uh, you know, one of the best places to get down on some action. Just head over to winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com. Bet big, win bigger with Win Bet. Right now, the Eagles over at Win Bet are a pick. Total sitting at 44. Interesting uh, number there. Spreads kind of low. It's, I I guess we're getting nothing for home field, or they think on a neutral field, maybe the Saints are three points better. If you want to get in on the action and uh, make sure you uh, drop some parlays, get that sweet parlay boost, just head over to winbet.com or download the win betting app. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, where you can go to buy and sell real sports bets. Maybe my uh, Nick Sirianni coach of the year ticket not dead yet. We'll see if I have a chance to list it over at propswap.com where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets and use that promo code SGP so they double up your first deposit. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. Justin, it was it was pretty much a consensus. We all wanted uh Jonathan Gannon out. Even it got it got so bad. Rob was even saying he would be happy if they brought back J- Jim Schwartz. Uh, where are you at now with Jonathan Gannon and his tenure here as Eagles defensive oh. coordinator? Hold on. I never called for Gannon's head. First of all, I, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I will say like, that I feel like we were pretty far out on Jonathan Gannon. Maybe I've, I've been harsh. I, on I'm usually head. first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's always Rob has a quick trigger. <laughs> Rob was calling for Schwartz for sure. Uh, but I will say, you know, I, I, cause last week I was questioning a lot and uh, did a little bit of uh, research there on him. But I think uh, as of before coming into this game, he was actually averaging our defense was averaging like five point giving up five points less compared to when Schwartz was defensive coordinator. I'd have to check that again, but I, I think that was about right. And he's got similar talent as well. So it, it kind of put me at ease a touch, but I, you know what? I do kind of like what he's doing. Like I said earlier, um, he, he started to stop the rush against teams. Yes. Teams are still running against us. The uh, we actually have the most rushes against our defense, which I think is inflating the amount of rush yards against us. But if you look at the yards per carry against our defense, um, we're sixth best. So we're only giving up about four yards per carry against offensive now offenses now. So I, I like what we've been seeing these last couple of games against teams in the rush. Um, obviously. You know, we got to work on what's happening with, you know, giving up passes and yards per catch. But hopefully, I mean, based on what we saw this past game, um, it, things are pointed in the right direction. Like we said, he changed up the scheme a bit. It was against Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater. You know, he's got he's got the gloves on. He's not the most amazing quarterback. He's average at best. But, you know, to hold him to 61% after what we saw against Herbert, I, I kind of like the direction that we are headed with him. Um, do I think we should keep him necessarily at the end of the year? I don't know, but I think at the moment, uh, we need to pump the brakes on him at least and just say, Hey, let's let him finish out the year. See what the stats say at the very end and, and see where we need to go from there. Yeah. Rob, what, what do we got to see from Gannon for us as uh, owners of the Eagles, not to fire him after this first season? Yeah. I, I don't know that there's a specific metric that I can point to, but he's got to pass the eye test for the rest of the year. And and for so much of the year, he has not, I mean, we've just been getting slashed and, you know, teams have been running on us, passing on us and, and you just can't have that. So, I mean, look, we all know our, our defense isn't the most talented in the league, but um, they're also better than they've been playing a lot. So I, I think we just need, like Justin said, we need to get that completion percentage down. We got to force some more punts. Um, I, I still want to see us get more pressure on the QB. I mean, we did a little better job of that this last week, obviously. Um, but I still think as a whole this season, it's been kind of a disappointment because, you know, coming into the season, I think we all thought offensive and defensive lines were a huge, uh, you know, positive for this team. And I just, I don't think the defensive line has really lived up to that. Even Hargrave, quite honestly, who had that monster start to the season has kind of got a lot, you know, has kind of disappeared a bit the last few weeks and maybe teams have clued into them. Maybe they're double teaming them. You know, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like we're not getting that same push. And, 
you know, I have to believe maybe part of that is losing Brandon Graham too. He's kind of the heart of that defense, you know, as a leader. Um, so I'm sure there is an impact there. Yeah. And it, it's weird. We're really, we've really been hot and cold as a defense. I mean, awesome performance against the Lions, awesome performance against the Falcons, awesome performance uh, against the Broncos. It seems, and it's, I guess it's pretty obvious. We, we thrive against crappier quarterbacks, but on the, you know, when we play like a Mahomes, a Brady, even Derek Carr, uh, we seem to kind of sit back and and not play as aggressive and not and and I wish we'd see some aggressiveness when we play top tier quarterbacks. The good news is if you look at our quarterbacks, uh, the quarterbacks we're expected to play in the next seven games. I mean, no one is really that good. We got Trevor Simeon coming up, then Daniel Jones, then either Zach Wilson, maybe Mike White uh, for the Jets, then uh, Taylor Heineke. Daniel Jones, then Taylor Heineke again, and then Dak uh, Prescott last game of the season. Who knows uh, if they'll end up even needing that game? So good news ahead as far as like the type of quarterbacks we're expected to see coming up. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see if they end up kind of continuing with their aggressive style because that's uh, it, it's it's I don't know it's just so different when they're playing man and they're up on the line. All right. What about Derek Barnett? He was actually kind of a Rob's already shaking his head. He was kind of one of the bright spots minus the two penalties. He was getting some pressure, got in there a bunch. I mean, it's really frustrating because again, I thought that roughing the passer was kind of bullshit, but you know, he's got to play smarter and especially him. Like you have to be super aware of it, especially considering how many roughing the passers you've gotten and unsportsmanlike. So He's just really not a smart player. I can't imagine a world where we re-signed Derek Barnett, which is frustrating because he's he's still young and feels like he's never quite reached his his max talent. Maybe there's a ceiling in there. Rob, I mean, how pissed are you at Derek Barnett right now? Oh, I'm out on Derek Barnett. He is. I am 100% out as far as I'm concerned how he can cut him tomorrow. I don't care. Um, I, he's a net negative at this point. He is a liability on the field. I mean, over the years, how many drives has he cost us with stupid penalties in yeah. some in relatively big moments? It's just, he he's not good enough to get away with that. And, you know, at some point they have to hold him accountable. I don't see how they're going to resign him. You know, does he make a few nice plays here or there, but they're just, you know, you can't get past the the dumb decisions that he makes. And, to me, I'm a hundred percent out on him. Yeah. I mean, any Justin, any chance you, you could uh, talk yourself into signing Eric Barnett, maybe no, a, a team friendly deal, but pass rush is so, uh, so tough to come by. You figure, figure someone's going to pay him. Right. I think I saw a stat today that said he has more penalties in his career than sacks. Um, yeah, that's a crazy stat. <laughs> by the way, I looked up his penalties this season. He has the eighth most penalties by any player. He's costed us 42 yards. I can't imagine, I, which actually was a lot less than I thought, but I'm guessing those are in the red zone. So half the distance, you know, cause two have been roughing the passer one unnecessary roughness penalty, one offsides penalty, which I'm almost positive was on third down as well as at least two of those other penalties. And then he has two other, and I'm not sure what other are maybe taunting. I'm not sure, but he's like Rob said, he's a net negative. I'm, I'm completely in line with Rob. Like if we cut him, I won't be upset. I think the one time when he was down and he was hurt, not that I was happy, but I said, at least, you know, we won't get a penalty on this third down. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's just, he's, he's not worth keeping around at this point. He's just a liability. Yeah. It's, it's tough to make a case for him. Well, we're kind of getting into uh, the run game. Kind of run game is back. Derek, or sorry, not Derek Barnett, but uh, our boy uh, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, kind of coming out of nowhere, racking up the rushing yards. And now Miles Sanders looks like he's ready to come back from IR this week. Justin, what do we do with Miles Sanders? I mean, I- I'm sure they're going to ease him in to start, but. What is his role? Like, I, I mean, I love what I'm seeing out of Jordan Howard. I, I still think Jordan Howard should kind of be the primary ball carrier. It sounds a little crazy, but I don't know, whatever it is, maybe his running style. I, I can't really put my finger on it, but what, what should we be doing with miles Sanders? 
Yeah, I kind of like what you're saying, Sean, with I think we just got to put him in the mix to start, start him out light, like you said, not give him too much of a load. And I do like what I'm seeing out of Howard. He always seems to fall forward at the very least, which is nice for at least, you know, two positive yards if he gets stuck at the line of scrimmage. But um, Sanders does have breakaway speed, which is one thing that Howard really doesn't. If he ever does seem to get into open field, it seems like he's caught within a few yards. So, yeah, he's good for, you know, maybe a 15, 20 yarder, but I can't see him with that breakaway speed. Whereas with Sanders, you know, he has that ability. If he can find a hole, which it seems like our line is able to create now, um, I think we can actually, you know, even up those average yards per carries with miles in the mix right now. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, I guess, in fairness to miles, our offense was completely different when he was playing uh, earlier in the season. And now this run heavy approach where it feels like we're really moving guys uh, uh, up front and kind of running downhill. Maybe he will really thrive in this. Rob, do you think it was more the, the offense or more of an issue with miles early on in the season? And and what do we do to kind of get him back in the mix without messing up what's working right now? Well, I mean, no, no matter how good you are as a running back, it's hard to do much in a game when you run the ball three times. Um, yeah. So yeah, clearly I think it started with the offense and the play calling. I, I, I think, look, I don't think you can take away. You can just eliminate Jordan Howard. He's proven himself and he needs to stay in. I do think you can take touches away from Boston Scott, even though he has played well. Uh, I, I do think Sanders deserves the shot to get in there. Cause I, I think Justin made a good point. He, he is a home run hitter yeah, and he does have the ability to break it. And I mean, just watching that game, you know, even against the Broncos who have a you know good defense uh, there were some big holes that opened up and, you know, you, you put uh Miles Sanders in there and he's shifty enough that he may be able to take those through to the next level and, and, and be gone. So uh, I, look, I think he's on a short leash and if, if he gets in there and he's not performing, if he fumbles, if he's dropping passes, you know, I think he's out and, and the other two guys are going to carry, you know, be the primary backs, but I think you have to give him a shot. I do think though, that, if you would get a candid answer from Howie, I think the team knows they're unlikely to re-sign Sanders or at least pay him anything significant. So unless he comes back on a really team-friendly deal, you know, my sense is he is not going to be here long-term. Although I think he can be a good player. Yeah. I think he still has a, his rookie contract. He still has a little bit of time on it, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. He's got Um, one more year, I believe. Yeah. So we, I mean, ride him out to his rookie contract. I'm with you. I mean, I like miles as a guy and the home running hitting is awesome, but also, yeah, I mean, we don't want to end up like the giants and and pay running backs. And and you could just see the fact that Jordan Howard wasn't in the league and now he comes, uh, you know, we activate him and he's running for like seven yards of carry just kind of shows you it, it doesn't make sense to pour a bunch of money into the position or, or draft capital really. Our uh, weekly pick tracker update. Uh, not a great week for the pick tracker. The Colts won. Uh, there was a chance the Jags almost beat them. That would have been awesome for it. And the Dolphins won, which I I really thought the Ravens were going to get that W. Ugly win for the Dolphins. And of course we won, which was awesome, uh, but does hurt our draft pick. So right now, as it stands, we have the Colts pick at fifteen, the Dolphins pick at five, and our own pick, which is currently slotted at eleven. Justin, uh, any update on uh, potential draft guys you like to see uh, for the for next season? I'm just going to reiterate, you know, watching you know our offensive linemen go down this week. You know, I think it was on back to back plays. You saw Kelsey and Dickerson, and luckily it seemed like they were okay. It made me think, you know, with one of those three first rounders, we got to take a lineman, and I hope it's that kid from. Uh, Iowa. His name is escaping me at the moment. He's a center. I I think, you know, especially if Kelsey leaves, you got to take him ASAP um, in the draft. I I think he's going to be a stud and he's a guy you can plug and play, especially if it's at center and Kelsey leaves. Yeah. It does seem like uh, they drafted Dickerson. I think with the idea of him taking over for Kelsey, but if there's a really good center in the first round, and I'm not opposed to drafting him and keeping Dickerson at guard. And uh, I do think they end up moving on from Brandon Brooks, probably 
you know, the injuries and, and just paying him so much. Uh, it's kind of crazy for a guard, but I'm always down to load up on offensive line here. Robin. Yeah. Cause oh, sorry. Cause Sean, I do like my lot at left tackle. And then you yeah. got Dickerson at left guard they, and Dickerson seems to be playing better and better each game. You may be correct. You know, possibly he'd be better off at center, but I really do like what I'm starting to see from him at left guard. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, if, if they find a true center that fits better, I'm, I'm all for that. Rob, we got three first round picks or so. It looks like uh, assuming knock on wood, Carson Wentz stays healthy and they keep playing him. He's, he's racked up a, a big percentage of the snaps. So it's certainly on pace for that to pay off of these three picks. How, what would you set the total at? Or how many do you imagine the Eagles actually spending on defense? I think we have to use one. I would be shocked if they use two or three on defense. What, how would you, I, how would you shape that? Yeah. I mean, I think my ideal scenario would be one offense, probably a lineman and, and two defense. I, I think, I think they're going to need a D line, maybe an end, um, you know, especially if we're not bringing Barnett back, um, you know, our other guys are getting up there. Um, and then, you know, I would like to take a linebacker, uh, unless there's a really good corner you like, but I just think, you know, get some swagger in the middle of the defense. I do know, you know, Davion Taylor is, is starting to play better, uh, forced yeah. two fumbles. So I do like that. He has the speed and the, and the physical talent. So maybe he'll continue to grow, um, you know, offense. Otherwise, I mean, my, my scenario hopefully is that we do not have to draft a QB for multiple reasons. One, we have too many other positions to, to fill, but also there's no real QB. I love so far from what I've seen, um, you know, otherwise on offense, I don't know what other positions were taken. Maybe you take another receiver. I, I don't know. I mean, clearly Rager is not going to be the guy to go number two. Uh, with Smith, maybe Watkins can continue to emerge, but it just seems like ever since the regular season, they've struggled to get Watkins really involved on a consistent basis. It's, you know, they, they here and there, but there's no real rhythm with him. So I I don't know where that goes, but you know, that's a roundabout way of answering your question, Sean. I do hope we take two defense, one offense in this draft as of now. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying one, one, offensive linemen, and then a couple, a uh, couple uh defensive players, whatever they're willing to get. I mean, I still can't imagine them drafting a linebacker that high as much as I'd like it to happen, but uh, you know, we'll see maybe, maybe Howie, you know, he likes chocolate. He likes vanilla. He likes ice cream. So maybe he's open to a new flavor in the first round. Rob, I, I didn't hear you mention quarterback at all. Does this mean you're you're already sold on Jalen Hurts being the guy in 2022? Well, I'm getting there, but I'm not I can't say I'm sold. I need to see him put together, you know, some more games down the stretch and I think it's just as much driven by the fact of I don't know who we're taking to replace him. There there just isn't anyone and look, I'm not a massive college football guru, so uh, you know, maybe there is someone that will emerge, but from what I've seen so far, there's just no QB that I'm like, yes, that's the guy we got to go get. I, I really like him. Um, I'm not convinced there's anyone that's going to be better than Hertz in, in year one, two, three. So at that point, you might as well try to build a team around Hertz. Maybe he can get you there, uh, you know, with his talents and with a good team around him. I am not, I know we've talked about do you go all in and try to trade for the veteran and Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? You know, I, I think I said last week, I'm not convinced those guys want to come here. So I don't even know if it's realistic, but I, I still would almost rather build a team organically with a younger QB, more friendly deal, gives you more cap space to to build other positions. I just am not convinced we're one player away to go all in on a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I mean, I think of those guys, Russell Wilson, I would talk myself into. But other than that, if we, if we keep seeing hurts improve and, you know, just keep kind of building on what we got here, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it just has to be continued improvement for me. What about you, Justin? Is there anything specifically you need to see from hurts in these next seven months for him to kind of lock up the job? And I'm also fine with them bringing in competition. I mean, if there's a guy in the later rounds, like fourth, third round that maybe they feel like is a good value. Yeah, I'm I'm down, but 
Um, I, I just think giving up a ton of picks to trade or forcing a, a quarterback in the first round is just doesn't make sense. But what, what would anything specifically you need to see from him? I'd like to see him go through the progressions a little bit more, be able to go through the progressions. And then I'd like to see his uh, deep ball get better, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, he had that great, great pass to Devonte in the end zone. It was, it was perfectly placed. Devonte had a uh, went up for it. It was awesome. I, I would honestly like to see a little bit more of that in order to start thinking that he's going to be our future. Now, Rob brought up a great point. I mean, the the thing that is in his favor though is that I, I agree with Rob that this draft class of QBs, there's nobody there that wows me at the moment. And I'm also in Rob's camp here. I don't know a ton about college football. I try to watch it, but. Uh, with a kid now, Saturdays are kind of put to the family. Uh, I save it for the Eagles now. But uh, I, nobody's wowing me as far as the tape I've seen, as far as what I'm reading about him. So if it comes down to it, yeah, it might be a strong possibility that even if Jalen doesn't wow us, why not take another flyer on him, see what we can do to continue to, you know, see what his ceiling really is and uh, maybe wait it out for a better draft class the following season. I'd hate to stay in mediocrity. Uh, but he might be the decision we have to make in order um, instead of taking a gamble on a guy who's definitely not going to work out in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Cosign. All right. We're going to get, and just uh, in fairness to Hertz, uh, because Justin slighted him a little bit there on his deep ball. uh, He did throw a a perfect pass to Smith, but he did also, as we touched upon, throw a perfect pass to Quez. Yeah. Uh, last game, which was just dropped. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's he true. did have a better game with the deep ball last week. You know, it's not his fault that, you know, Quez dropped the one, but the pass was there. And it was honestly, maybe even a better pass than, than the one to uh, Smith. Oh, it was on the money. Definitely. I agree. But I think we need to see more of that though, too. No, I agree with you overall. He he needs to show it on a more consistent basis. Yeah. Stick it up for our boy hurts. Like it, Rob. All right, we're gonna get to the uh, preview against the Saints. Before we do, I want to shout out PrizePicks.com. DFS simplified over under on all the player props. Uh, if you guys tuned into the pregame show, I was all over Jalen Hurts over rushing yards, especially against that Broncos defense. A lot of good matchups there. Make sure you go to PrizePicks.com. Promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus. PrizePicks.com. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by SoBet. That's right. Head over to SoBet.io. So, S-O-B-E-T.io. It stands for social betting. Very easy to set up an account, and uh, it's free to play. So you can you can have a nice little uh, fun gambling competitions, simulated gambling uh, against your buddies here, and uh, it's head-to-head gambling against your pals. Head to SoBet.io to get started today. Last but not least, better fantasy. That's right. Oh man, I've uh, been doing a you know I, our big money team that Kramer and I are in is uh, making a little run here. We got Jalen Hurts as our fantasy uh, quarterback. Would have been nice if uh, Quez would have caught that ball. That really would have helped our uh, helped our lineup this past week. But make sure you go to betterfantasy.com promo co- or sorry betterfantasy.com slash sgpn to get started. Betterfantasy.com slash SGPN and Better Fantasy. Pretty fun. It's basically you can do side bets uh, for head to head fantasy matchups. We ran it on our uh, on our fantasy league and they they generate spreads and they have prop bets for different teams in the league. It's uh if you're if you're a DGen looking for more action, better fantasy is the way to go. <clears throat> Rob, start with you. Eagles, defense. What do we need to do? Against this New Orleans Saints team, uh, you know, I feel like we're saying the same thing every week on defense, but it's just let's bring the pressure, let's let's keep it going. Don't let them, uh, you know, don't sit back in that soft zone. Let them pick you apart. We've seen, you know, every one. It seems like every one of our best defensive games of the season has been where we're aggressive. So clearly, we're able to do it. And I know they say they look at the matchups, what the strengths of the team are, this and that, but. Uh, whatever they're looking at isn't working when they play that soft zone. So let's stick with the man. Let's go forward with that. And you know, the turnovers, when, when we win that turnover battle, it's going to make it a lot easier to win the game. And that's not saying anything uh, earth shattering. Everyone knows that, but 
you know, the pick by Slay, the picks, you know, the recovery, I should say, by Slay and and returning it for a touchdown. I mean, that's just huge. It not only gets you points on the board, but it's, you know, it's crushing to the opposing offense as well. So we just got to keep that going. I want to see Gannon string together a few good defensive game plans in a row so we can start to build confidence in him because honestly, we were, I personally was really close to being hundred percent out on him. I thought he was going to be one and done and, and maybe the guy that gets let go at the end of the year with Nick continuing, but you know, maybe now he has a chance to save himself, but we got to see it. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm with you there. Nailed a lot of good angles just from my scouting. I, I locked up the Tennessee Titans uh, this past week. It was a brutal beat. Uh, they ended up beating the saints by two. Unfortunately, the spread was three. So that was rough. However, just from watching that game, I think the key is we got to continue the the physicality that this defense has found when they've looked good. They've been super physical. Mark Ingram uh, right now is kind of their primary back. We'll see if they get Alvin Kamara back. Uh, he's going to be, if, if Kamara plays, he's going to be a handful for these linebackers and they, the linebackers actually did a decent job against Eckler. Um, so we'll see. I'm kind of less worried about the receivers because they don't really have a ton of receiving talent. And Simeon, again, he was fairly inaccurate in that Titans game. There's a reason he's been a he's Trevor Simeon. I mean, he's a career backup. So I think we just can't let them get the running game going. In particular, Mark Ingram and and Kamara, if he plays out of the backfield pass catching, is what we got to keep an eye on. So I say load the box, keep bringing the defense up. Do not, uh, you know, don't play off your heels there. So load it up and uh, bring the heat. But really, the physicality, especially a big back like Mark Ingram, I, I think is going to be key. Justin, what do we got to do on defense to get this dub? Yeah, I'm with you, Sean. Uh, focusing on the run, the run I think is key. They're given they have the second worst completion percentage with 59. percent They also have the second least passing yards in the league right now, just under 2,000. So I, I think keying in on their uh, their run game, considering that they they average about four yards per carry. Uh, that's typically with Kamara. You did point out he might be out this week. Hopefully he is. That'll make things so much easier for us uh, if they just simply need to rely on Simeon and Ingram. Uh, but I, I think Rob pointed out too, right? We got to make sure that we're up front on everything. Uh, press. I think the man press really helped this past week. Simply because in the past we've relied on our defensive line, you know, to get that pressure. But I think we need to start relying on our secondary to give them that extra half second to get in there because they haven't been getting that pressure. But as we saw last week, with the coverage being so tight, you know, they couldn't throw the ball. Our uh, Bridgewater couldn't throw the get the ball out quickly enough because guys weren't open right away, which allowed our defensive line, you know, to put a little bit more pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about, you know, getting the pressure, not playing back and especially Simeon. Like he's a guy, if you let him dink and dunk uh, it it could be trouble. We still, our weakness still seems to be the middle of the field. Alberto, the tight end for the Broncos had that big catch and run. Uh, That was like kind of their best play and shout out to the red zone defense. I mean, they really played great, but, and we haven't even mentioned the block punt. That was awesome. And then obviously them going forward and fourth and one, and then the slay uh, defensive touchdown was massive. So anything we can get like uh, that is just, uh, you know, it's just all gravy. What about the offense? Justin, we, we, we seemingly have figured out Sirianni nice sort of play calling he's got going on here. Uh, the uh, saints defensive line is, is somewhat solid. And, you know, they got a uh, Marshawn Lattimore who had imagined they're going to put on uh, Devonta Smith, you know, put the one on the one and uh, no word yet on whether Dallas Goddard uh, will be active. He, he got whacked uh, pretty hard, was out with a concussion. Hopefully he clears the protocol, but uh, no word yet on whether he's going to be able to play, but what do we got to see on the offensive side? Uh, Sean, I'm surprised you didn't want to continue to talk about your bad beat with the Titans <laughs> again. Keep crowbarring <laughs> that in. Um, I think this is going to be Jalen's game. Honestly, um, you know, their defense is pretty good against the run. They only give up about three yards per carry. Uh, but they're they're, uh, the passing yards that they give up is about is near the bottom in the league. So I think this is going to be his game to shine. I don't think we can rely on the run as heavily. I am not saying we abandon the run by any means. 
I still think we do a balanced attack and that's the best, uh, best situation for Jalen in order to succeed. But I think he's going to need to increase his completion percentage in order for us to be successful. And uh, we need to see, you know, a little bit more passing yards out of him this game. I don't know if he's going to be able to scramble as much as he did in the past either. So I really think it's going to be on his shoulders in order to make more completions and carry this team through. Yeah. Rob, what about, what about you? What do we got to do on offense? Get this W against these fucking saints. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm with Justin. I, I think for most of the games, the rest of the year, it's going to be about all about hurts and, and how can he uh, carry this team on his back? And, and the, you know, the nice thing is he doesn't have to do as much as he did in the beginning of the year because the running game has really come along. So, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, it's going to all start up front with the offensive line. As long as they play well, they get a push on the run. Uh, I think the rest of the offense is going to kind of, you know, fall into place from there. I, we've seen Hertz have time step up in the pocket and, you know, we've seen the holes that have been there for the running game. So I don't know that we really need to change a lot. I think we, for the most part, just need to keep the same uh, flow that we've had the last three games. I mean, we we just talked about the stats that the last three games, the Eagles offense has been, you know, amongst the top in the league in various statistics. So, you know, don't, don't fix what's not broken, so to speak. Let, let's keep it going. Hopefully Hertz continues to take those steps. And, uh, but I don't think we need to, you know, revamp the offense or do anything earth shattering this week. Yeah. For me, the, the key matchup I think is going to be the second receiver. Now it, yeah, I mean, we'll see what Lattimore does against Devonta, but I, 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 I think it's going to be, tr- it's going to be tough for Devonta to have a, a monster game three weeks in a row against this matchup. Now, from that game the Titans just played, the uh, uh, or against the Saints, Marcus Johnson, you know, their second receiver at five catches for 100 yards. AJ Brown is kind of their stud. He was held to one catch for 16, but Marcus Johnson was the guy that really helped them uh, move that offense up and down the field. So, it, whether it's whether it's Dallas Goddard being the second receiver if he's healthy, whether it's Quez Watkins. Uh, finally come into play, or even God forbid Jalen Rager, or maybe it's uh, one of the, one of the running backs coming out of the backfield. It, we need to establish a second receiving threat. Cause I don't think it's it can, can't just be a uh, Devonta on the offense in the passing game. And and obviously co-sign on what you guys said with the run as well, but yeah, look for that second receiver and possibly to have a, a, a big game. I, I like the matchup there, Justin. Before we get to our final score predictions and our Eagles player of the game, AKA who we're putting in the nest, what is your, what is Justin's gem for this week? You know, a, a guy I wanted to point out is uh, Avante Maddox. I think he could have a decent game here. Um, and he's just played so well this season. I felt like I had to just kind of give him a little bit of credit. I don't know if he's, I think he's going to bring it this game, but. Um, I, I just think he's brought it all season for the most part con- compared to where he was at the last two seasons. You know, uh, he's exceeded his previous season stats with uh, nearly 50 tackles so far this season, four of those being for loss. And he's had uh, two forced fumbles and an interception this season. So I, th- I think he's a guy we could look at hopefully this game as well, you know, in order to get on the slot in there, um, you know, not allow Simeon to get off some of those quick passes and uh, you know, make those tackles when necessary. So I, I like him in this game, and uh, he's a guy I'm going to be looking at a little bit. Yeah, no, that's that's a good call. He's he's uh he's been tackling well in space, solid in coverage. Again, I think the cornerbacks have played well. The the issues really have been scheme, and then linebackers and safeties. Uh, and D line has been a little hot and cold. Rob, this week we'll let you uh, kick it off. We all predicted an Eagles victory last week. They got one. Does that tradition continue? Again, the uh, betting line right now: Eagles, Saints, a pick 'em over at WinBet with the total of forty-four. What do you got for the uh, the diehards this week? I think the Eagles keep rolling. Uh, I, I'm gonna pick. This might be unprecedented for me, but I'm gonna pick another Eagles victory. Uh, I'm gonna stick around. Where I was last week, I'm going to go 31 to uh, 24, uh, which might be about the same score I picked last week. But 
I just think this offense is starting to come together. I think we can put some points up and as long as the defense can play, you know, relatively decent, I think we can win this and and, and finally get a, a victory at home. Love it. Yeah. Come on. We get, we got to get that. We got to get that. It's crazy. We have a decent home field advantage. We can't go through the entire season without getting a W I'm saying we get another one here. Go start stacking some W's never too late to start stacking some W's. I'd say we get another 30 point game out of the birds. Give me uh, Eagles 30 saints 21. That's what I'm calling it. So uh, it seems like we both like the Eagles and the over. Is it going to be a trifecta? Justin, who do you got? All right. I, uh, I think this one's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, like I said, I don't think we could run on them as much. Uh, that said, I, th- I think the Eagles are going to win it, but I think it's going to be a close margin. I think it's actually going to be 17 to 14 Eagles. Is gonna be the outcome. I could say that that's certainly a possibility. Get a little ugly. Both teams just running the ball a bunch. Who's your, uh, who are you putting in the nest this week? Oh, I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, I forgot about him. How could I? Uh, I picked him the last two weeks to be in the nest. Why not do it a third? Because he's been balling out lately. Uh, I'll go with Devonte Smith one more week. Why not keep this gravy train going? Rob, what about you? Your boy Quez Watkins. I think after ah. that drop last week, I think they're going to give him another shot, and uh, I think he's going to hit on a deep shot this week and 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 get a touchdown. All right. You kind of stole mine with Quez and I was, I was leading there with the uh, second receiver stuff. But uh, since you stole Quez, I'm going to go Boston Scott. He breaks off a nice little run scampers. I I love watching that guy run. Just reminds me of uh, Darren Sproles, fun guy to root for. All right. So we all got Eagles winning. Justin's on the under and uh, make sure you uh, toss us a rating and review. Talk some trash against the Cowboys. Uh, rating and review really helped the show grow over on Apple Podcast, the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Don't know what you're waiting for. Got a uh, got a season's heating up. You want to tune in while the Philadelphia Eagles make their playoff run for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, a stack of the money green for Rob, for Justin. Go Birds! Go Birds! Go birds.